my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How okay. was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It, it really is. <laughs> What's up? I'm Laura Carrenti. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome to our second episode of Adlandia. And if you didn't hear our first episode, Trumping Your Values, subscribe today. We had great guests, Ben Cooley from Lenny Letter and Jake Horowitz from Mike. So this week on Adlandia, we have two ladies, uh, Lindsay Slaby, kick-ass consultant, and Melanie Altrescu, who went out on her own to to do the same. And it's two women disrupting shit. Like, they are out there trying to change the game, whether it's from agency brand relationships to finding new artists. creators and artists yeah. to, you know, forge relationships with brands and agencies to kind of bring new dimensions to the creative process. So we're going to talk to them later. Yeah. But first... One of the things we really wanted to dig into today is really talking about kind of this emergence of what we're calling the citizen in chief. Yeah, we've been talking about this actually for a while. So it's really about, you know, normal citizens, normal people like you and me becoming the editor in chief 
right? And giving a view or perspective on what's happening for news at large. And I think that's something that we're seeing, like you've got the traditional news outlets who are covering things, but then like, and this is a question, right, Laura? I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time. Is it more authentic or is it more arresting when you hear from someone who's on the ground at a specific event and it doesn't have to be like a formal event, a right. town hall or looking at something that's happening and saying, this is my perspective. This is where I'm coming from, from, you know, Michigan. Sure. Right. What if C-SPAN was a channel of the communities? I mean, what if senators actually went out and interviewed, right, some of their constituents and that was broadcast on C-SPAN? I mean, talk about everything old is new again. I mean, if Tim Armstrong from AOL is listening right now, if there's ever been a time for you to revive Patch... Like, you should be listening. I mean, what I think is really interesting, are you like, are there potentially new financial models, right, for small media companies that could pop up that are maybe citizen funded and citizen run? I think that that's you know a saying? totally interesting proposition is what is the NPR version of Citizens in Chief? Yeah. What does C-SPAN look like when constituents come to the table versus politicians? Yeah. That's the point. And how can we microfund that stuff through the community itself? This is a wave and a tide that's coming. I think it's happening in general, like the people, the big body of the people, right, are going to start communities are going to start popping up, right, and bolstering um, voices that they believe in. Right. That maybe aren't deemed the voices by a national institution, like right. a national news organization. Right. And and just to riff on that a little bit, because later in the show, we're obviously going to be talking about the role of consultants and this ability to have kind of these arbiters of connection. Right. And going and identifying yeah, like these creators, these artists who are essentially out in the world that brands wouldn't traditionally look for um, and artists wouldn't traditionally look for brands. But the platform and the the communities that these folks are galvanizing are completely changes the way we think about things like influencer marketing. Um, yep. And a lot of brands that you're starting to see are turning more, less away from, I would say, the influencer marketing piece and more towards this idea of maybe it's citizens and residents. It's these people who have perspectives that are experts or passionate about X topic that are now becoming voices not just for media companies, but for brands. Maybe there's some kind of like a true like maybe there's a whole nother citizen as you want it. Oh, my citizen God. You, journalist. Right. Like I have network, a real life case where, study for you. OK, go ahead. so I, because this is so cool. So a couple of years ago, I actually was on the losing side of a pitch, which just doesn't happen often, but it happened this time. And um, it's true. The reason we lost is because we didn't do what you just said. Bring in the real we didn't, people. We didn't bring in the voice. Yeah. We tried to reflect the voice. Yep. And what I mean by this is it was a particular, it was a apparel company. And later down the line, I met the guy, one of the guys who was actually on the winning team. And I said, what did you do? How did you? So, A, because I, I thought the CMO was brilliant. You could tell he was super passionate about his consumer. Yeah. And he said, I brought the consumer in the room. Yep. I said, oh, like you found people like in your agency that reflected what they were looking for. He was like, no, I went out to Harlem. I found, 
you know, X, oh, Y, I and remember. Z. I love this guy. And I remember. And, yeah. And he said, I found X, Y, and Z who were the consumer. And I brought him in. And instead of me shooting a video or writing down some, you know, key attributes that they were obsessed about, I just brought them in. Yep. I said, to the pitch? He said, yeah. And I think what you're getting to is that this idea of reflection and interpretation it, gets you nowhere, gets you nowhere. near the yeah. emotional connection and conversation that people are having. Okay, so that's number one, what we're obsessing <laughs> over. Yeah. So can you imagine our like long conversations at night? And number two, which actually totally goes along with how do you target, how do you source, right? Well, then how do you measure? Right. What are you measuring? Right. Have I created a conversation? Have I taught you something new? Do you feel differently about this perspective? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? I How think can, is the biggest one. Here's of the one of things. the things that brands leave on the table all the time. How can I help you now achieve that? So we serve it up, we lead the horse to water, but then we don't watch if they drink or not. Yeah. Or how do they want to drink it? Do they want a straw? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, these are things no that, ice. you know, definitely rock salt. But I think people are, are leaving, you know, some of the most important um, metrics on the table. Conversation. And chemistry. I like chemistry. So we'll be right back with Lindsay Slaby and Melanie Atroscu. We'll have a really good conversation about the role of consulting in the industry. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody, to Atlandia. We have two amazing women um, sitting with us, Girl Power, in um, the studio today. First, we have Lindsay Slaby, who is the co-founder of Sunday Dinner. And Melanie Altarescu, who is an independent consultant for entrepreneurs and startups. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming. Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit about um, Sunday Dinner how it came to be. You've told me some interesting things about it. Started actually in your apartment on Sundays over dinner. Yeah. Which so, just shows how straightforward you can be. <laughs> so I worked in advertising for a long time and um, I was head of production at a large agency, Droga 5. And my side gig was um, seeking out and getting to know a lot of interesting tech and creative talent. And I would open my doors on Sundays for the past nine years. But you're not the- Italian. No. <laughs> so there weren't meatballs. It wasn't like Sunday. No, but I would be, cook. Uh, yeah. I would cook for the most part. Everyone would come together and we'd find interesting ways of them collaborating and how to build their businesses. And I just always had been kind of this um, key curator of interesting people and getting them to work together on projects. And I did that in agency side and then wanted to leave and start to do that directly with brands. And the name Sunday Dinner just made sense because it really gets back to this place of bringing people together of how you want to start a project, how you want to kick off an engagement and how you really want people to interact together. That sounds like just a natural skill you have. Like, yeah. Right? Were you doing that in like kindergarten? You were like, hey, Bobby, Janie, <laughs> you guys together in common. Let's yeah. hang out. See you at lunch. Yeah. I think people who are connectors, it's, it is natural, but it's yeah. a skill. And it's actually interesting to are sometimes- you type A? Yeah, super type right. A. But to get respected for that as a skill, I think is hard sometimes. A lot of people think they can either like make money or deals off putting people together, and they don't really realize there is such talent in really understanding curation and casting. So were you, sure. you weren't, do- I mean, it wasn't about financial gig or a side hustle for you. It was, I'm enjoying this. I'm a network. Yeah, it's I'm pure generous. Like- it's this generosity, I think, of, of wanting to see people succeed and put them together. And what you get out of that is kind of this rush of their success and what you feel from that. Yeah. So, Mel, speaking of side hustles, <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the independent world and kind of sure. your network and how you're yeah. pursuing this 
on your own. Yeah. So I was at Condé Nast for about 10 years with a brief stint at Hearst. And I was always on the integrated marketing side of the publishing industry. So helping to drive advertising revenue by coming up with creative ideas. And the main way that I found uh, was most successful in that arena was by connecting the dots to the outside world. And so that's really where I started to grow my Rolodex and network of creative people. I would tap into all kinds of different networks and contacts to come up with really cool ideas that we would then sell to advertising partners. I loved it and ended up running big teams and working on major activations at magazines like Vanity Fair, The New Yorker, Wired, but ultimately had this urge to be part of the outside world that I was constantly charged with bringing into the magazine world. Mm -hmm. And so about a year and a half, I stepped out on my own and I've been working with a variety of clients, mostly in the brand partnership space, but also a little bit of talent development as well. Um, and it's been really quite gratifying. You both came from a more traditional world, yeah, right? And then totally went off on your own and decided to do something different. I mean, what was that decision? It sounds like it was natural, like a natural like progression, was it? My role at agencies over the past five years had been to be a change agent, which was to really try to push them out of their comfort zone and tap your network and bring interesting people in. But when you couldn't really get to the client, which there was a you know kind of a wall in front of you to have that conversation, you just were constantly shut down. And um, I think... It was natural for me to realize I have this talent, I have this skill, I can bring these people together and to just bypass what was getting in the way and go directly to the clients. And the reason I actually started um, off on my own was because a CMO who was a client of ours just said, you know, we want to work directly with you. I feel That's like you yeah, said something, the wall, which is yeah, you know, yeah. something we talk about a lot now. <laughs> but it's a polite way of saying that it. is not a No, no, reference. but I think, but actually a lot of clients don't even, I mean, I, I was agency side yeah. at a point too. And like, I don't even think a lot of clients get exposure to some of the stuff that you're talking about. And the wall is actually internal. And that, that just happens. And that's right? the point of the show too, by the way, it's like yeah. really to, to elevate these creatives and these makers and these creators who are out there doing this fantastic thing, but because they're not a part of this traditional institution or the way that this industry has functioned since the days of John Hamm and Mad Men, that that means that it's this scary outside thing that we can't possibly adopt as the new process. Well, it's like a yeah. weird process. Where the process, process gets a pro into the, in the way. Yeah. You both have this, and I was saying to Alexa earlier, it's like this KPI of chemistry. Mm. And I've watched you both professionally and personally work a network faster than me, and I didn't think that that was possible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that was a little bit of there's self. Always, there's then. always a compliment in her confidence <laughs> for herself. Yeah, so, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I meant that in the, in the most respectful way. Yeah, no, way. absolutely. Um, but, but in all seriousness, I've seen you curate these amazing people mm. that come from all walks of life, all different passion points. How the fuck do you create and that? And it makes network? sense when you bring them together. Like right. that's yeah. a big right. thing. Well, my answer is twofold. Number one is when I'm doing it on behalf of a brand, it's really about understanding the story that the brand wants to tell. And that sounds obvious, but you have to actually care about that story. And so the project that we worked on recently was about disruption and mm -hmm. The idea that came up was to bring together people who were transforming industries and to call them the transformers. Right. And the way I did it was to think about the different areas that we might want to cover and who did I know in those areas? The reason why I know a lot of people in those different arenas is 
because I have an insatiable curiosity. I'm constantly, when I meet people, um, finding out what they're working on, what they care about. And do you about. just go up to them? Because I just go mm. up to them. She'll yeah. tell you, I'll just go yeah. up to them. Chill. Do you just like, how do you go up to these people? You see them at events. Like, we're all at mm-hmm. the same industry events. There's mm-hmm. heavy hitters. Then there's mm-hmm. like the unknowns that we all know are going to be the heavy hitters one day. Like, mm-hmm. what, what's your um, relationship? Yeah. Like, like yeah. how do you know who to build into your network and who you're like, ah, eh, you know what? I'm better off spending my time here. It's a little bit like the Muppet show. Like you really want, <laughs> I love that. You want Are an we amazing, the yeah, <laughs> totally. You're the fish throwing chef. Um, you really want a diverse cast of characters in your yeah. network and you yeah. don't want to care about, you know, how successful they are at the moment, how they're dressed, who else they know in the room, that kind of a thing. It's about finding those quirky characters and entrepreneurs and creators and artists and like, giving a shit about them right you know there was um years ago at a warby parker event this illustrator who was it was a holiday party and he was um drawing your holiday wishes and i stood online for a really long time his illustrations were amazing and he drew my holiday wish um, which was to be on a beach and he drew the beach with the word you um, and his name is jason Poland. and i followed him over the years and he has really gained incredible momentum and significance in the art world and i stayed in touch with him and i cared and about his find, work like it's curious like because yeah. I, I feel this way about this guy john boy tattoo who does mm. the most insane minimalist <laughs> fine art tattoo and now he's tattooing Haley baldwin and justin bieber and all mm-hmm. and like like, two years ago, he was just a guy on West 4th right. Street. Right. Tattoo yeah. shop. Whose work you liked. Who I loved. Yeah. It caught your eye. Minimalist. You have to have an eye, right? And yeah. so, exactly. Or fine line drawing. Mm-hmm. And so what's fascinating about that is like, and I'm curious, it was like even on the agency side, do you find that people who are in the early stages or the lesser known, but like there's something there that they're willing to have the conversation? Do people think that... What are they in this for? Like, how, how do you approach um, creating those connections and then cultivating them over time? When someone catches my eye, when mm-hmm. I like their work, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, illustration or a, an upcoming chef, it's about demonstrating your interest in their craft and really supporting them, whatever that means, you know, buying their book totally. and telling them, right. um, following them on Instagram and commenting when they're doing something yeah. that piques your interest, et cetera. And the ones that grow and end up succeeding and bursting through that bubble, you already have a personal sure. relationship with because you cared. So I think that that's really uh, an integral part of it is just caring about what people are doing genuinely. And then you said there was a second part, which I think was like, them bringing those people together and knowing how to create the conversation? Yeah. So the first part is caring about the story the brand wants to tell so that you can actually find people that match up to their DNA. That sounds obvious, but I think, you know, you have to take it at more than just the surface value. The second thing is... um having that Rolodex. I call it an arsenal. Like my arsenal is always full and and I'm always filling it. Um, So it's filled with companies and startups and entrepreneurs and artists and, you know, culinary talent, et cetera. And I never know how I'm going to connect the dots, but I think there is a certain magic in connecting dots that other people don't see. Yeah. And that is absolutely. That's a skill. That's a a huge skill. You mentioned, I think something that I think is really, really interesting and really important and important, especially in the marketing world is taste. Mm. Taste to me. I knew you were going to say that. Because that is. I was thinking you were going to say taste makers. But but, but it is taste Mm. makers, but it's also having an eye. How have you both cultivated the taste? I gravitate 
on the technical side a little bit more. I go to MIT Media Lab. I scout talent there. That's awesome. I'm always looking for people who are kind of hidden technologists, makers, big, bright minds, and then how you can bring them in to apply solving for a marketing challenge, I think is kind of magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm always kind of tapping that world the most. That's yeah, Mel works. And I recently talent. went to a, an event at ITP. Yeah. Um, and What's it was, ITP? ITP is the NYU program that's the intersection of art and technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a lab type and, event. Yeah. yeah, and it was really cool. And I went through the whole thing and I was like, this is cool, this is cool. And then at the very end, I had this experience that so moved me on mm-hmm. such an emotional level. And I said to the young woman, I said, you're project is hands down the best thing here. It gave me chills and I will never forget it. And she gave me her card and I thought to myself like that's someone to keep an eye on because she moved me emotionally. What was it? It was a platform that you stood up on and you there was a door and through the door was this porthole almost like a ship. And there was a moving image behind the porthole that took you on a journey and made you feel like you were moving. It was almost like a VR experience. It sounds but it like was VR, but tactical, like lo-fi. But it, lo-fi VR, exactly. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. It looked as though Wes Anderson had painted the wow. the, um, the images. It was just amazing. So, Lens, you just put out top 10 agencies to watch. Yeah. Curious to know how you filtered them and what reaction you've gotten from the marketplace because everybody that you had on that list um, was somebody you needed probably to look up. They weren't a part of the mainstream conversation. Um, it almost looked to me like a scouting report yeah. of really cool people doing amazing work that not covered in the in the traditional um, so, trades. So for two years, I've been doing that report twice a year and sending it to kind of my clients or people I'd like to work with mm-hmm. um, just as, as sharing knowledge because I think that's additional value you can sure. offer as a, a consultant. There's definitely... Um, companies in there that I wouldn't recommend for certain projects. And if you read the report, it's pretty direct. It's like, here's what you should hire them for. Here's probably what you shouldn't hire them for. And I don't share it with the companies ahead of time because I feel like they would probably want to edit through it or be like, this isn't what we want to put out into the marketplace. I think people imagine that, you know, even some of these very progressive brands who work, they do the the work we love that's always getting great reviews and everybody puts on a pedestal, they still have someone who's literally like, I need a content agency and goes to Google and is like, content I was agency. No yeah, she told me the same thing. I was like, no. I have like you seen this so you many times. kidding or me. lists of agencies Just go on that LinkedIn, are like at least. a thousand person agency, <laughs> a 20 person agency, and then like a tech company and they're all getting the same brief and you're like, no, 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 no. You know, they... We like hate Alexis face like is epic no right idea. Now. Yeah, like I, I hate people, like everything you're saying. I'm like shocked. Jaw dropping. I think they scared. just forget, and I, I think you know. <laughs> Like I got responses back from a lot of brands that are some of the like most creative brands that wrote to me and were like, "Oh my gosh, thank you. We don't, you know, we don't know how to find these people." So one thing that I would love to know is what are the buzzwords right now that clients come in and say, "I want." So people will say to me all the time, "Like Lindsay, I want innovation." For... for a long time in my publishing career, it was never been done before, out of the box, make your boss think you're smoking crack kind of idea. Whoa. When me and someone said, oh, "Make your yeah. boss Absolutely. think you're smoking crack," Absolutely. I like that person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we That's got hilarious. Um, we got briefed once. I don't care if you have to put thousands of people naked in Times Square. Come up with something like that. You're yeah. like, "That's been <laughs> done before." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's been done before. 
That's called Saturday oh, can night. We win and and can we win a lion? We'll talk about it at Sunday dinner, but Sunday, that was Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, uh, one of the things that comes up for me a lot is um, we love the idea, but how can we make sure that people are posting about it? You know, how can we make posting. sure that a hashtag happens? How can we make sure <gasps> this is that like, we're getting social media reach? <laughs> this is like on this YouTube. Is, this is marketing therapy right now. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Keep massaging it. Yeah. Well, here's the influencer one. We got five people to post and it only costs $350,000. And they only have, you know, reach of X, Y, Z. And we got 1%, you know, engagement. I'm like, they're like, that's really good. Right? Like, <gasps> Okay, well, so that joking. brings us to the KPI thing, which yeah. I loved. So Laura and I were talking oh, earlier. Before I have you guys something came I want to say so bad about this. The KPI thing? Yes. Key performance K- indicator. KPI Cam. is a key performance indicator. <laughs> Are you guys totally changing how they think about here's how you measure it? I think sales is coming back to being a KPI. And I think, you know, a lot of digital agencies look at the or certain agencies that aren't involved in like an actual commercial transaction or like how the Heck, we can freaking do that. I think you're like, so right about sales. Let's see about sales, guys. I don't, it's not about like. And I'd like to see people yeah, focus more on effectiveness than efficiency. So, my whole thing with efficiency, I don't know if you guys agree, is that it's uh, generally it's a commodity, right? And you yeah. said this the other day we were talking, it was like yeah. it's a race to the bottom. Yep. Meaning anyone can undercut your price on search, sure. on Facebook, right? You're bidding yep. on numbers, programmatic, et cetera. So what do you get? I mean, I'm not saying that efficiency is an like important say, part of the equation. Efficiency Alexa, love is. this. Data don't vote. Oh, data And what I mean by vote. that, one of the most fascinating things that I have heard in a very long time that came post-election when one of my favorite uh, journalists of all time, Van Jones, went out to Michigan, asked young Democratic uh, community leaders what happened here. And this young African-American who I just I need to find him and hug him. He turned around and he said, well, one candidate looked at numbers. The other candidate looked at the conversation. Data don't vote. Yep. <laughs> somebody didn't show up and somebody made red baseball caps that said make America great again mm-hmm. and tapped into a conversation. Um, well, and I think tapped, tapped into emotion. Yeah. Like just raw emotion. Yeah. And and I think as I know for, for scary, brands and entrepreneurs, but if you're looking at it from a marketing case study, let's pulling politics mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. If you're looking at a marketing case study, I think that there's something really valid there in that we have so many choices. And what does reach and frequency even mean anymore? Mm-hmm. And in that regard, what does efficiency buy you? Visibility, numbers, because if you're For not who? connecting and you're not creating a lasting impact, so what? Agreed. So I know we need to wrap up here, but I before we let you go, since you both have um, the magic eye, would love to, Melanie, know what entrepreneur or startup um, are you obsessing over right now? Such a great question. <laughs> hmm. There is an artist that I love. Um, she goes by the name of Dear Dana. Have you guys seen her work? No. She's amazing. Check her out But on I Instagram. love that. Dear Dana. She's phenomenal. Um, what kind of artist? She's known for her portraits of notable people. She has a Larry David tote bag. She has a Robert De Niro t-shirt. She just has like incredible figures. Um, I love Larry David tote bag. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't? Right? A very grumpy tote bag. It's perfect. <laughs> It's really right? perfect. Um, 
But she's someone, you know, it's funny. I had seen that tote bag actually at a store in Williamsburg where I live and I loved it. And I took a photo and I put it on my Instagram. And then years later was introduced to her by a mutual friend and got to visit her studio and showed her that photo from a couple of years ago. And she was so, you know, grateful. Yeah, chuffed. Well, yeah, she was just like, that's so nice. And and I told her what a fan I was of her work, but that's real, right? Because I'm right. here I am yeah. showing her, like, I already have given your work some love. Um, and I would love to find ways to work with her. So we're in touch and we're talking about that. But that's she's amazing. she's definitely on my mind right now. And she's also um, a leading voice in uh, this new world of activism that we're all kind of waking up to and did some really beautiful work around the North Dakota pipeline and mm, other great. projects. So she's definitely on my radar. We'll have to check her out yeah, there, Dana. Cool. Melanie, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about entrepreneurs and uh, startups or my, startups and entrepreneurs? My want Twitter to talk to and Instagram is Melwire, M-E-L-Wire. Uh, that's an homage to the show The Wire. Nice. <laughs> Which I, I you came to the party started. 10 years late on and yeah, was obsessed and I wouldn't stop talking about it for like yeah. a week. So get at me. Yeah. And Lindsay, you've been scoping some of the biggest brands in the industry. Mm-hmm. Who's doing it right right now? Who is a brand that you're just like, they get it? Could be somebody you're working with, not working with, mm-hmm. but somebody that you think is going to really catch people by surprise in 2017. Who's doing it well? I work with Target. And I, if, if you know me, you know they're like near and dear to my heart. And they always work with the best partners. But what I think they're doing really well is they have um, an agency relationship group that is really there just to make the agencies understand the brand, break down silos, get to, to understand what's happening in, in other pieces of the business and connect the dots and mm. make sure they have kind of like a counseling place to go to and someone to talk to. And I think you'll see sort of procurement become that a little bit more. So I think they're a leader in that space. I'm super interested in working with, um, we're about to work with one, but knock on wood, um, energy companies this year. I think that they can really start to, and it's really those stodgier brands or industries and yeah, energy. Been, there's a ton of opportunity. So much area. potential to, yeah. to start tapping the creative world in new ways and become a little bit more mainstream and cross over into culture and get people behind them. And so I really hope that our, um, you know, they'll kind of come over to the advertising world that we all know and start tapping I'm really excited like for the stodgy brands. Is yeah. it, it sounds no, weird, but like, that's where no, it's so like everything so old is new again. And I think a lot of these companies who have been doing it the same way for so yeah. many years are getting a new injection of um, talent. And a lot of that talent is coming from the agency world. Mm-hmm. And so with that is coming new ideas, new perspective, new process and new ways of doing things. And I think they're like, this shit needs to be disrupted. Like, I can't believe we're still putting out clip art of the guy in the tie in the backyard with his golden retriever. That's the fun kind of challenge you get, right? Those are the fun companies to work with. Yeah, no, I agree. But I also think they're like innovating in their products. Like energy is like a crazy innovative And the partnerships, right? So it's a complicated story to tell. And I think once people understand it, it, it's just such ripe territory for us to really lend all of our skills to. And how can people find you? My website is the easiest. I think Sunday dinner, not hard to forget. It's a great name. Yeah. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Thanks with so two much. Badass women. Thanks for thank coming. Lindsay Slaby, Melanie Altrescu. Thank you. Uh, thank you for Thanks. coming. Thanks and, for coming. Um, check out these ladies. They are on fire. So that's it. 
episode number two in the books. And I want to thank Melanie Altarescu and Lindsay Slaby for coming by and having a good conversation. They have so much to say that I feel like we need to have them back on the show because there's so much more that I want to drill into them. And their drill, network drill is... Into yeah. with them, not to yeah. drill into them. <laughs> that's anyway, a different show. This, that's a great time to say we're out for this week of Adlandia. Please subscribe, leave us a review, a comment. You can find us on Adlandia Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All the usual suspects. And a special thank you to our producer, Cameron Drews, who you can also find on Twitter and maybe, I don't know, Swipe tin- Left, twin- tw- Twinder, no, Tinder, and other places. <laughs> Thanks, Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers. We'll be back. We hope you had fun this week in Atlantia. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.